Coming to you from the heart of Southern California. Welcome to Balloons by Scotty, a podcast dedicated to balloon artistry and business. In three short years, Scotty Taylor created a six-figure business from the ground up, purely by word of mouth and referrals. She has gone on to create balloon designs for top-rated celebrities, athletes, corporate, and nonprofit events. And she's here to share her secrets with you. Now, here's your host, Scotty Taylor. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for being here today and listening in to the Balloons by Scotty podcast. I'm so grateful to this balloon artist for being with me here today and taking the time out of her schedule to talk to me. Today, I'm going to speak to Janine Shoemaker, and she runs Whimsy Gal Balloons in Haddonfield, New Jersey, which is right outside of Philadelphia. She serves the southern New Jersey and greater Philadelphia area, and she is just so awesome for coming here and sharing all of your knowledge about the balloon business with us today. So thank you. Well, hello. <laughs> You're welcome. Hello. I was like, I can't wait to have this gal on. I, when I'm looking at your work on Instagram, you and I have a really similar aesthetic. Like you're, okay. you do exactly the kind of the same thing that I would do. You put exactly the number <laughs> of small balloons that I like as versus the big balloons, you know. We all kind of have our little things that make it our little bit of ownness, you know. And right, you and I are similar. Right. So I really love your work. I'm, Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. All the color schemes and everything. Super cool. I try. So <laughs> it's wonderful because you and I don't know each other at all. And, you know, I want to get to know you. Tell me about yourself. Tell me a little bit about your family. Tell me how you got into the balloon business. Well, I I got into the balloon business by complete happenstance. I for years was a vice president of a bank and I, I worked full time. That's, and that's pretty amazing. <laughs> that's a big job. And after I had him, I stopped working and started doing some things from home. And one of them was party planning and just kind of doing some fun things um, on the side. So I started doing that. And then people were telling me like, Hey, this is, we love your parties. These are awesome. You know, can you do some stuff for me? And so I started to do some things for friends and family. And then I just kind of, uh, I guess it just blossomed into this balloon business that happened right after or during COVID really is when it happened. Mm -hmm. I did a balloon garland for one of my sons. Oh, by the way, I have three, I have three kids, 15, 11, and 11. So I have a set of twins. I have boy, girl twins and an older son. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, one of my twins, his friend was having a birthday during COVID and it was like one of the first birthdays. So I thought, let me do something fun for him. And I felt sorry for him that we were all in quarantine. And yeah. I made a, yeah. I made a balloon garland and I hung it up on their porch And they had a drive-by parade for him. And then that's sort of how the whole thing happened, where parents were like, can you do that for me? And and then it got on my hometown Facebook page. And then I started getting DMs from all these different people. And it 
Yeah. That's how it, it was very it organic. Happened, really. That's exactly kind of how I fell into this and started. It was the exact same way. And it's really interesting because I feel like I have met a lot of us balloon artists who who are that, who that has kind of happened very organically. But then I've met a lot of balloon artists who were like, this is what I'm going to do. I pick balloon business. I'm going to build the business. And they were very methodical about it. So it's, it's always interesting to me to see kind of where we all come from it. How long was the time between when you decided to stay home and COVID? Like how long was that period where you were trying to figure out what you were really going to do until the business kind of blossomed? You know, I have to be honest, I never really thought about anything. Everything just sort of happened and I never planned for anything. I was just flying by the seat of my pants. I'll be completely honest. I started doing this. It slowly started out in the beginning with people calling me. Then it just turned into like, oh my gosh, I have like a full calendar of people that I am doing these balloon installations for. And then, you know, they were simple balloon installations in the beginning because I just was really learning myself. And um, I learned from YouTube of all places, how to do a balloon garland. A lot of people do. um, Yeah. I mean, that's how I learned. I never took a class for anything that I've ever done. Mosaics. I've taken one class. How long were you a stay-at-home mom before you really were like, hey, this business is taking off? I was home. Well, I dabbled in a few things before. I was doing parties sort of on the side just for friends Mm -hmm. and family. Before that, I was dabbling in interior design. So that's my background also. The balloons were just really natural for you. Right. So I love like putting colors together. and I'm a very visual person. So that's where I kind of get like people say to me that, oh, I love the colors that you put together. I spent a lot of time on that and I, um, I torture myself. <laughs> I understand that. I don't torture myself really, but I come from a creative background as well, graphic design. So the color wheel was always a big deal, right? Like especially you as an interior designer, we use that color wheel a lot. I think those kind of not really rules, but creative principles are kind of instilled in us. So people like you and I, who kind of from those kind of backgrounds, we do obsess over the colors. And I can tell you do by your work, and and it really shows. Thank you. I I try so hard. I I must toy with things a million times before I leave. And I I do torture myself. I'm like, I need to shift this, shift that. I'm constantly shifting before I leave. I'm just a little bit of a perfectionist. (laughs) And, you know, the funny part is, is that we're the only ones that notice it. A hundred percent. Because the customer always thinks everything's awesome, you know, because they can't do it themselves. You know, I really want to focus this whole podcast on the way that we balloon artists kind of persevere through really challenging things kind of to build these businesses that most people would never even understand that this was a business model. Balloons? My husband is a business guy and he was like, yeah, that's what? Balloons? And so... I feel like we have to push through and persevere a lot to kind of get really off the ground. I want to hear about your biggest setback. Space was my first setback because I was trying to do everything, you know, in my living room Mm -hmm. around (laughs) around my family. That was the first problem. And then the storage piece. I tend to order a lot of things, Mm -hmm. um, probably that I don't need. You are my spirit. You know. 
Yeah. So anytime someone calls me and says, can I, you know, I want an astronaut party or I want, you know, Mm -hmm. a dragonfly, whatever. I always seem to have everything because I I just buy things and I put it aside for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. I think, okay, I'm going to use this one day because it's really cute. So I'll, I'll, I'll buy a lot of things. I've learned that I shouldn't do that. I should really just buy for the job that I'm doing and not hoard all of these things in the the meantime. Because Um, we need to make profit. Right, exactly. I learned that the hard way. So I I still have a lot of stuff that I'm organizing, especially mylars. I have a ton of mylars that I need to organize. I have a ton of mylars folded in drawers that have no organization system. Well, they do have a small one, boy, girl, nature. But then I have to be flipping, flipping and flipping and flipping and flipping through 300 nature balloons. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I know. It's true. It's true. And then when you have a job that comes along, it seems like you don't have that color. Do you still work in your living room? You know, my um, I have a very handy husband, thank God, mm-hmm. and he built me really awesome balloon storage in our garage. We have a pretty big garage, and he made these big rolling shelving units for me that I have everything color-coded. The organization piece is a lot better. So I can grab what I need, blow up what I need, and then I store things. And we have a guest room that no one ever steps foot in. So I Mm -hmm. store all of my finished balloons after I blow them up and bag them. So it's been fine. I've only had a couple instances where I've had gigantic jobs Mm -hmm. that my whole house looked like a tough text factory. It was a birthday party that I did for a first birthday, and I had eight-foot Christmas trees and six foot trees. There were trees all over my house and <laughs> snowflakes that I had made for the first time. It was a huge party. I, I actually saw that on your Instagram because I noticed the Christmas trees and I thought how cute they were. Yeah, that was a big, big, big job. And I, where I, I had my husband drive a U-Haul. We had two giant U-Hauls. And wow. I set up everything myself. He hung some snowflakes. I'll give him that. But yeah. <laughs> it was mostly me. But he had to drive the truck there because I couldn't get everything there. That was exhausting. Mm-hmm. But it was for a boyfriend. And, you know, I wanted to do it. And it's hard with space. Like, sometimes I wish I had a warehouse space um, mm-hmm. or a storefront. But then at the same time, yeah. I question oh my gosh, do I really want to do this? This is a huge commitment. I definitely don't want a storefront. I don't want a man store. That is the exact narrative that runs through my head on a daily basis all day long. I have four kids. Do I want to commit to really working to pay bills? And it's the same thing with getting a delivery van. Exactly. But then I'm like, oh my God, I need a warehouse space so that I can design and I can be creative and I can like have kind of a space just to create and just to work work on your design skills and things that you want to do and projects that you think that would look cool. At least that's a big part of it. And I don't really Mm -hmm. have any to do that. So that's kind of been my, like, a warehouse space. I get it. I get it. I come from a very conservative background where, you know, Mm -hmm. I have a business background and Mm -hmm. I overthink everything, but sometimes it's it's good to overthink things because I don't want to put out all this money and go get a van and go get a space and then COVID happens and, Mm -hmm. you know, that happened to a lot of people and then a lot of people went out Mm -hmm. of this. So what we're doing right now, working out of our homes is Mm -hmm. really smart. There's no overhead other than your balloon inventory and then your, and your time. It's just your time and the balloons. And sometimes I get U-Hauls. I have to yeah. rent U-Hauls, and that's fine because it's not horribly expensive. You know, here's the thing. If I had a space, I would end up being there around the clock. 
yes, I'm working until late hours of the night. Yes, it may seem like I'm gone, but I'm really out in the garage. It just feels better than gone all the time. You know, at least I can poke my head in and see how things are going. But I admire these women who are doing the storefront. It's amazing. It's just not for me and conducive to my family right now. Or right. ever because I'm right. 47 and I'm tired, girl. <laughs> well, you know what? It's everybody's why is different. It is. And this for me was more of a, a fun thing, just a fun mm-hmm. thing for me to do. I'm not trying to build a balloon empire or mm-hmm. anything like that. This really was just a fun thing that turned into a business. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only person. Mm-hmm. I'm the CFO, the marketing. <laughs> I'm all of these things. I, I, I don't have anyone working for me. It's kind of the pace that I want to work at. I think if I overcommitted, I might regret it. And yeah. I mean, there are days where I would love to do that. There are days where I wish, I wish I had a van. I wish I had this. Mm-hmm. But then there are days where I'm like, you know what? I'm okay doing mm-hmm. what I've been doing for almost three years now. And I do it the way I do it. And mm-hmm. fine. That's kind of where I've always come out at. I want to ask you about your work. What are your biggest sellers? I have to say there are a lot of marquee installations on my Instagram. A lot of people think that I actually own the marquees because hey. I have so many installations. <laughs> same. I, I, do the, I am exactly the same way. I work with this one gal, and she's nice enough to refer me, and I do so many of them. And they're beautiful, right? And they're fairly yeah. easy, and they always turn out great. So I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> and I get so many requests for it. And, you know, I hate, like, putting all the same thing. Well, nothing's really the same on my Instagram, but... I try not. Yeah. I try to keep it a little more, keep yeah. it interesting, because I could honestly put marquees as every single installation. But I think uh, people call me for that, and they see that a lot of that on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you know, just organic balloon decor. I'm not really into the arches that are traditional columns and arches that are traditional. Right. Yeah. I was actually really excited last night, um, right before I, I climbed into bed because I was helping my daughter out all day with shopping for back-to-school clothes and doing all that stuff. It's hard balancing all that, I have to be honest. So I I had all day yesterday, and I took her shopping, and we did stuff, and then I was spent by the end of the day. And I climbed into bed and started scrolling through Instagram, and I see my post from three days ago, and I was Mm -hmm. so excited. It was a marquee um, installation that I had done for a 40th birthday that finally got on the event collective. And I was... So excited. I literally, I, I woke my husband up. And he doesn't even know what the event collection is. He doesn't care. Like, nobody yeah. gets it. Yeah. And so, I'm like, I just want a balloon Oscar. I'm like, you have no idea. I'm so excited. But it was so that, late at night because I guess she had posted it. Uh, event collectors, I call her she. I guess it's a woman. So yeah. I, it was a late night post for, I guess, early morning for her, but late night for me. Mm-hmm. But I was mm-hmm. kind of freaking out last night. So, but it was definitely it was a marquee, was of course. Night? Oh my gosh, I'm going to go on and look. That's amazing. Just Good last for night. You. Yeah. I oh thank you. I I was blown away. I literally was blown away because I, you know, I have other balloon friends that have gotten on there, and I'm like so happy for them. I'm like, oh, I'll never get on there. But it happened last night. It was, I was so in shock. But, oh my gosh, it is. It's your 40, the Fiesta <laughs> one. My 40th fiesta. I love it. That was actually for one of the um, former flyers, Philadelphia Flyers players that just turned 40, that lived in my town. Let's 
talk about your success. Are you at the point where you look at yourself and you go, I am successful. This is exactly what I hoped it would be. I'd be okay if it was just like this forever. Wow, that's a really hard question because I, you know, you're talking to someone who's really never satisfied. I'm always, I'm very, very hard on myself. I'm like, I'm my toughest critic. I never think that I'm doing what I should be doing, especially when you compare yourself to other people that you see on Instagram, and which is such a hard thing, and I shouldn't do, and I know it's wrong, but it's just, I think, a natural thing for people to do is when you're, you know, follow a lot of other balloon stylists and artists across the country and the stuff that they're pumping out and you're just like, wow, that is amazing. I can't do that. It's just me. <laughs> then I get like discouraged and I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be Girl, doing this. Maybe this isn't for me. That I've been on. Exactly. It, yeah. It's, so, it's a vicious cycle. It is. And it's called yes. imposter syndrome. I've actually just talked to a friend of mine that's a therapist, and I grew up with her in Texas. She still lives there because I want her to come on, and I want to talk to her about imposter syndrome and why we women, especially women, it happens to everyone, but especially us women and especially right. in creative industries where there's no numbers or it's purely at somebody's discretion whether they respond well to it or not. and. Mm-hmm. So many of us, I feel like, really struggle with comparing ourselves to others and are we good enough? And it's, a, it's an industry it's that... It's a struggle. It's a little it struggle. It is a struggle. <laughs> it is. And it's all being, it's all being judged on Instagram. It's, the Instagram thing is a real pressure for me. It's, it's, you know, I'm like, oh, should I post this? Is this good enough to post? And half the time when I press send, I get like a pit in my stomach. And I'm like, oh, God, should I not have done that? Or, oh, I shouldn't use the other filter. Oh, my God, why did I do that? I should have used the other picture. Why did I put the picture second and not first? Like, I literally, I torture myself. And I'll say to my husband, I'm like, what do you think? Should I put this picture on the first one or the second one? He's like, it really doesn't matter. They're both really good, you know, because he thinks everything's great. I, I sit there and I, I go back and forth with myself. And then I sometimes end up not posting work. And then things that I didn't think I should post, it's like the most uh, engagement. And, you know, I'm not a big real person. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, Instagram's going right now. So I don't love putting my face out there. Mm-hmm. People apparently like to see the person behind the balloons. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just like a reality TV show. People love to be voyeurs and, and look at what people are doing. And mm-hmm. um, and I get it. I just think, like, why do people want to look at me? <laughs> they do. And we're also, you and I feel like are very, it's very visual to me. I want people to experience the balloons. And so we want a nice visual photo up there that looks pretty, you know. <laughs> right. And I, I um, you know, and a lot of people put themselves out there and they're constantly in their own Instagram posts and their reels and whatever. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really like that for me it's a time suck and i don't have time. oh yeah like the tiktok thing i i do not have a minute another minute in my day to invest a tiktok i need a whole nother person to be my social media manager i'm sure you know that very well oh yeah yeah i when i'm done installing something i'm lucky if i can get a picture I, I'm, okay. I'm like okay i need to get a, a good picture or at least get a picture because 
that's what I need to do a reel and to make videos and all that stuff. I, I, after I'm done, I just want to, I want the customer to be happy. It's not like, I feel like it's not all about me (laughs) and my Instagram. Have you ever thought like I do about hiring somebody to do your, just biting the bullet and paying the, you know, price and finding someone to run your social media? You know, honestly, I don't really know much about social media management and what they actually do. I guess it's what we're doing, but just somebody else would be doing it for you. I can't Mm -hmm. imagine having them, because the way I look at pictures, even just picking out your wedding photos, like people, Mm -hmm. the photographer may think that that's a great picture of you, and then you absolutely hate that picture of yourself. You know, I, I am controlling, so I would need to, like, approve everything and see everything, but maybe that's my downfall. Maybe I should give things up a little bit more to other people. I would say that I have heard that exact same thing about me and that it is definitely described as a downfall because the people that are really just doing really well on social media and they do have people like that running their social medias, it's different. It's not us choosing a photo. They're just content, 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 content. It's a different, they don't fret over it as much as I think you and I would. Do you know what I right. mean? Right. Well, right. It's it's looking at it with a different set of eyes, you know. Yeah. Social media is, it, it's tough. And, and you don't want to, I think, oh gosh, I don't want to overpost. I don't want people to like, oh God, there goes Whimsigal again. She's posting again. Like, <laughs> you know, the same way you do about like personal people like on Facebook or whatever, like, oh, here she goes again. Here goes her kids again. How many more pictures can I save her kids? You know, I don't want to be that person. So I try to keep it, you know, pretty even where I do a post like every couple days, like three days. I think five days is like my biggest stretch of not posting because I, you know, I want to stay relevant and current. There are weeks when I just want to shut down from it. I don't want to post. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to give it a space in my brain. I can't do that. You just can't do that. You have to be posting every day. I mean, every expert tells you that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't post every day. Like, And sometimes I don't even post a story. You know, I, I try to yeah. post a story that I things that I don't put on my actual Instagram, I'll, I'll put on stories. I mean, there are so many things that I do that I don't post. And I hope people don't get offended. Like, oh, why didn't she post my balloon? But <laughs> I think about that, too. I overthink, like I said. I don't know if there's what's right and what's wrong about social media. I, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I just kind of do my own thing. And I'm very busy, so I I guess I'm doing what I should be doing. Okay. Because if I had any more business coming my way, I wouldn't be able to handle it anyway. So yeah. I don't need 50,000 followers. What I have right now is all like real customers. Mm-hmm. And they're all people that use me for balloons. And then there's a bunch of people that are just in the business that follow me, that I follow them. We support mm-hmm. each other. I have so enjoyed talking to you because I can't tell you how similar our stories are. I mean, they're just everything that you're saying are things that I've thought or said at some point in this journey or have had the same experiences. I'm so glad to finally get to talk to you. And really, we missed so many questions. So I want to have you back and talk about all those other questions. But I I really appreciate appreciate the way that you're coming at this because Mm -hmm. it's the same why for me. I think our journeys have been so similar. I 
again, can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy day to do this, to talk to me. And I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. And I just love this community that we've kind of fallen into, right? It's I know. It is fun. I've made some great friends, really. It is amazing. It's nice to have this little community, balloon community of people. It's great. Yeah. And I appreciate you having me on your podcast. It's so, it was so yeah. nice of you. <laughs> well, thank you again. And I hope to talk to you soon. Tell everybody where they can find you. And on Instagram, I'm at whimsigal <laughs> underscore balloons. Um, same thing on Facebook. Well, Facebook is just whimsigal balloons. I'm mostly on Instagram. Okay. Well, thank you so much again, Janine. I really appreciate it. And we're going to talk soon, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a good rest of your weekend. Yes, you do the same. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for stopping in today to listen as I spoke with my East Coast spirit business owner, Janine Schumacher of Whimsy Gal Balloons. Janine and I have similar journeys, and I'm so happy to have connected with her. I really want to encourage each of you to reach out to someone in our balloon community and make a new friend or two. This inviting, welcoming community of creatives is the biggest perk of being in this industry, and I believe that even though we all have our whys as to why and how we got started, once we start, we all have the awakening experience of blooming into this wonderful niche of the event industry. As always, please follow, please please subscribe, and please share the Balloons by Scotty podcast. I'm Scotty Taylor, and I want to thank you so much for your support. It means so much to me. Shout out to the amazing balloon wholesalers at having a party in New York, New York. They made my life this week when they reached out to let me know that they are tuning in. Remember to go to my Instagram at Balloons by Scotty so you can check out some of my work. And I'm looking forward to having you back here next week. I hope this podcast helps you to create a bright and colorful life that you love. This is your reminder that just like in life, sometimes this balloon thing, it goes awry. You've got to regroup, you've got to apologize, and you've got to figure out how to get it done. Now go out there and spread some smiles. Thanks for listening to Balloons by Scotty. Please subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share with others and leave a rating and a review. For more information or to connect with Scotty, check out Balloons by Scotty on Instagram. We'll see you next time.